<laughs> hey, Marv, how's it going? Hey, Jack. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to try and do this again. It's been a hectic season. Not one that any of us could have predicted at any point, but, you know, it's been a hectic season. Hopefully we can get some people in here to talk in episode 35 of uh, Bram's Edge. But uh hope you're doing well. We haven't done this in I don't know a month, probably more. So Right. I think last time you weren't feeling well or something. There was there was a time when you Yeah, I I did it and I was yeah, I was not feeling well. I do remember that actually. Um I am feeling a lot better <laughs> than last time. Uh so that's a good thing. But yeah, just uh Hey Jack, do you ever sleep? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Because <laughs> I see, I mean, you're on the you're on the internet all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's my life essentially. I mean, making content, whether that's recording my Jets video at three a.m. this morning, or you know, spending a, another three hours after that researching uh, for my Rams video. That's going to be very. Uh, I mean, it's going to be very big, like just everything I want to do for it. So, you know, you're you're just always putting out, trying to anyway, always trying to put out content. And, you know, that's that's really the, the focal point. But just looking at this team, man, you know, doing all the research I've done over the last 12 hours or whatever, um, you know, I feel like this team can really turn it around. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of people that are down the dumps and, they might want Caleb Williams, or they want to tank. Um, even as a fan of USC, uh, I'm not about to tank for, for Caleb Williams. I think he's going to be very good. Um, it has nothing to do with his skill set. It's just that I don't think this window's closed. I think this window is still open. Um, it had, you know, obviously there was a big road bump. Uh, but, you know, I just, I, I feel like when you look at this team, um, you know, this year was just one of those nightmare seasons where whatever will go wrong or whatever can go wrong will go wrong. So I'm not looking at this season as anything more than a throwaway. Um, but in this throwaway, you have a chance to, you know, get some reps for guys that otherwise would never get reps. Um, talking about guys like Lance McCutcheon and, you know, Russ Yeast and Quinton Lake. Um, guys that going into the season you didn't really expect to even start, but they could start. And that's really valuable uh, because, you know, you look at what Skoranek did and what Nick Scott did uh, with the extra, you know, playing time. Um, you know, Skoranek struggled last year, no doubt, but it got him ready for this year. And I thought, you know, the stats won't indicate it, but I thought he took a pretty big leap. I don't know about you, but, um, you know, I, at least I, I felt he did. I I was always Skoranek. Uh, I always thought I believed in him because I I looked at his background. You know, he didn't play a lot of offensive receiver in college. Uh, yeah. And he was at uh, Northwestern, I think, at first. And then he transferred, I believe, to another, I think, a, another school. I'm not sure which way that went. But you could tell this guy's got a chance. I mean, he's not going to end up in the Pro Bowl every year, but uh, he certainly 
could be a number three. Oh yeah. No, um, I think I think he could be a number three. Um, yeah, I don't think he has to be a number three on this team, but I think he certainly could be a number three. And you know, I think when you know you look at guys like Tutu Atwell, for instance. I mean, they drafted these guys for a reason, and I thought Atwell showed you yesterday in limited opportunities that you know this guy is more than just you know I'm going to run down the field in a straight line and beat everyone over the top. Um, you know, I thought he had a really nice run where a really nice, uh, you know, route. He had to go all the way from the far side of the field uh, to the far, the other side of the field, um, sideline to sideline, and, uh, you know, catch the ball, get in bounds and everything. And, you know, that little crosser that they did, um, you know, opened up something else where if Perkins had some time, he could have delivered, uh, you know, on that skinny post to the, the left side of the field. Um, that's what that's supposed to do. But Perkins took the read there, and I thought that was a smart move. Um, you know, I think Atwell moving forward needs to be starting, you know, I like, uh, and, and I understand there are a lot of people, you know, he's a fan favorite. I like Brandon Powell. Um, I have an issue when all of a sudden Brandon Powell is, you know, becoming just a gimmicky guy that's taking away snaps from your second round pick from 2021. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely want to see Atwell use more. Powell's a high effort kid. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I give him that, but. I just don't uh, think he really moves the needle on offense. I think it's more no. gimmicky. My my take on Atwell is that, yeah, he's a. There's certain things he can do that other guys can't. But that draft pick at that time, that was a little bit where I thought McVeigh was almost a little arrogant in the pick, where you know. There was so many, there were some other needs. And Atwell was like that, that glitter you put on a team that added that guy who could make those great quick moves, light up the scoreboard a little bit. But he wasn't, he isn't, he isn't going to be an every down player like. And I just thought that was a reach at that time when we needed some more solid linemen. Uh, and I, it, it's not so much against Atwell. It's against that pick at that time with Atwell. I don't put the kid down. I think he's got talent. I just I don't. agree with you because I, I mean, I like Atwell. And, you know, as you know, he's been on my show before. So Yeah, you know. good guy. Good but guy. at the same time, you know, I didn't like the pick. I said he shouldn't have been picked that high. I had a sixth round grade on him. I'm looking at it more so now that you've made this pick, there's no excuse not to play him. Right. Um, number we two. We can talk all day about how, uh, you know, whichever center you want to talk about, but uh, probably Creed Humphrey made more sense in that moment. <laughs> you think? But, you know, we could talk all day about that, but I know. You know it's obviously, I know. It's done. You know, yeah, it's done. It's not going to change anything. And, you know, I just think that a lot of the fans are down on this guy because, you know, he's short, he's small. And, I mean, let's be honest, he's a constant reminder of Tavon Austin for people. Uh, but he's smaller than Tavon Austin, but he's a better route runner. And got I better don't hands think he gets too. enough credit, you know, in got that good department. Hands. He's got decent. He's got pretty good hands, too. Yeah. 
No, he does. And, and, you know, I just think, you know, people have looked at Atwell and, you know, just like the quick, you know, just, you know a little glare over at him and be like, yeah, I don't know if that guy is the future. He might not be, um, you know, they got him because he's one of the fastest players in the NFL day one. And, you know, if he can hold on to the ball and he can make plays, that speed could translate similar to how Tyreek Hill, you know, went. Exactly. He's never going to be Tyreek Hill, but he doesn't have to be Tyreek Hill, you know? I can see what they saw in him, but it just, you know, it didn't work out. We just... Well, I don't don't think we know whether or not it worked out. My point is, I think they, they need to figure it out. You know, they need to they need to get it going essentially they they need because i mean we're we're at the point here where you know now you're playing six meaningless games the rest of the way atwell better be starting in those you know what i'm saying like sure. yes you you have to see what you have in him um and, and put mccutcheon in there put well he hurt his shoulder so Wait, he got hurt too yeah he got hurt too unfortunately and robinson's hurt robinson's hurt yep <laughs> This is, I'm, you know, I've watched the Rams for a long time. And I have not, honestly, I've never seen a team get beat up this bad. Never. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but. I don't think it's a cop-out. I mean, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this team has been, this is probably the most bruised, battered team I've seen the Rams have since 2011. Uh I, I, you know, I've never seen this. There's one, their right tackle is the only player that stayed in the lineup the whole year. I'm sure at some point we're going to hear something about him or something. <laughs> they're they're going to, they're going to shut him down. There's, there's no way. They, they I agree. I think yeah. I saw a tweet. I think you put out a tweet about that. You thought it might be a good idea to shut down the starters. And just let some of the younger guys, the unexperienced guys, why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, you might find, look at, uh, it looked like, uh, who was it, Jackson? Of course, he got hurt. You know, we might have found somebody in, with like him. Uh, maybe some of these other guys have got more in them than you, than you know. But no, I would... I- I'm agree, I would but... I would play all the younger players I could. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see why you wouldn't. You know, I don't either. I'm and I, I really think I also think McVeigh and Snead they need to really figure out where they want to go from here. And uh, I don't want to hear about. They're making plans somewhere down in some beach city in Mexico. <laughs> if you get my drift. Yeah. You know, uh, I think this is really hard on McVeigh. I don't think he's ever had to. I don't, I bet he's never gone through anything like this. Oh, without a doubt it is. I mean, it's not an easy thing to go through at all. No, it's not. But. This is this is where you are. No one's going to feel bad for you. <laughs> so, no. you, you know, you just won the Super Bowl. No, no one is going to feel bad for you. 
So I think that's really, you know, you're, you're in that spot right now. That that's literally what's happening. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like, like I said, I think there are a lot of people that want this team to tank and I understand being upset with the way the season went, but I wouldn't go as far as to say it's over or I wouldn't go as far as to say that they should mail it in uh, for next year too. I mean, this season is this season. What they Here's what we know. They have core players as long as they don't have anybody retire. And they have core players such as Stafford. They have Kyron Williams at running back who you look long-term could be, you know, a significant piece. Uh, you look at the wide receiver room, they got Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, you know, they, they have him. He had 800 yards in his second season. We got Robinson. Year, you know, he was hurt by injury. Robinson, I think, is going to get traded, but, you know, they'll if they don't do that, then they have Robinson. You got Higby at tight end, who was looking like a top-10 tight end before he got hurt. You spent $100 million on your offensive line, and you drafted a third-rounder who got hurt in preseason, so yep. you don't even know how good he can be. And then the defensive line, you have Aaron Donald. You can bring back Sean Robinson now with this injury because I think Sean Robinson um, you know, is going to be affordable now. He's a 27-year-old run mauler who's going to plug up the uh, the run lanes there. And he's got some pass rush, not really what he's known for, but he does. And this is a guy who he suffered a torn meniscus. It's going to take him some time to get ready, but it's right before his contract. As sad as that is, I think the Rams might get a discount out of it. And then you have Greg Gaines, uh, who I think they could potentially bring back. So you have those three there, Marquise Copeland playing the way he is, um, you know, in limited time. Then you look at the outside linebackers. I, I think... They might trade Leonard Floyd just because that's such a hefty contract. Um, you know, you have Daniel Hardy. Hopefully we get to see him at some point. Terrell Lewis, they might be out on. So that is a position where I'm looking to improve. That's the first and foremost thing. I think, like, the edge spot is yeah. almost dire at this point. The linebackers, you have Bobby Wagner, Ernest Jones, you're good there. Um, you know, corner, I, I want to get a true number one next to Jalen Ramsey. You know, my guess, if I were to go after anybody, not really my guess, but who I would go after is Jamel Dean. He's the best tackling corner in the league. Hasn't missed a tackle this season. If you're running the Ben don't break defense, that is almost imperative. Um, you got Jacoby Durant as your nickel. You know, I like that next year. Robert Rochelle is your number four, and then maybe Darian Kendrick is your number five. Who knows? Uh, Troy Hill's a free agent. David Long's a free agent. I don't expect any of those guys to be back. And then the safeties. You know, you, you look at the safeties. They got Quinton Lake and Rusty East. Hopefully those guys get some starting, uh, you know, reps. You know, then you have Jordan Fuller next year. We'll see where he is at. And uh, I think Dick Scott and Rapp are gone. And I would go after Julian Love and look to draft another uh, safety. So that is really where I'm at. Jesse Bates would also be awesome. I think the Rams, you know, we saw in 2019, we had a little bit of an idea when they weren't playing their best football and the season was not over and they weren't anywhere near as bad as they are this year. Um, but they traded away Marcus Peters midseason. They traded away a keep to leave. You know, they made moves. And this season, this is the first time since 2019 where they've really been tested. Yep. And so, I think there's going to be turnover. Here's the good thing, Marv, and um, everyone listening. 
is that if you look at this team, there have been moments where they've kind of swallowed, you know, whatever has happened where say we just won the Super Bowl, so let's not try to be picky about our secondary. But now I think this offseason you can be picky about your secondary. So I think they have a chance to be even better because, you know, you look at the, the potential of, okay, like Taylor Rapp wasn't cutting it and Nick Scott is not cutting it. So now you have a chance to upgrade those positions and there's no more, well, we won the Super Bowl, so we can't. You know, now it, it's tough luck. We had a bad season, so now we can move on from a lot of guys that maybe in the past we were kind of balking at the idea of doing it. You know, one player I was Rochelle. I I honestly thought he was going to be the starting corner ahead of Kendrick. I but, thought he would start, but but I don't it's know like I, what happened. It's like he got lost. Uh, I don't know. Uh, was was he injured a lot? Or all I remember is I think he had COVID the first year. But that's all that I remember with him. I don't. I don't think he was injured because I thought they were really high on him. It seemed that way. Fourth round pick, who, you know, he's kind of your gem, and then all of a sudden he gets in games the, the year they win the Super Bowl. I mean, you would have to imagine they were higher on him, but you know, I I don't know what to make of it. Unfortunately, it's really, really bizarre when you when you think about it because. You know, normally <clears throat> those type of guys, if you're starting in a Super Bowl season, you would expect, you know, him to at least have some sort of role the next year, but wasn't the case. And that was a rookie. So now he's in his second season and he's done a whale of a job on special teams. Yep. I think he might be their best special teamer. Um, I don't think I'd give up on Kendrick yet either. I think No, no, got... he's just a rookie. Right. I mean, I'm not giving him up there. on him as a starter. I don't, I don't think he's a starter, but. You know, I think he's good depth. He he could maybe play Hill's spot. Later. He's just not fast, like, at all. And, no, he's not. You know, that's yeah, the know. problem. That's the we already knew that coming in. That's not anything new. Um, the problem, however, is that when you have a guy who's not fast, you <laughs> really can't play him in man coverage. So it, it really tells the defense what's going on when he's out there because – like when you play him in man coverage, you're like you're gonna fail. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's one of those things where you're it's kind of a tell just having him on the field. And even if it's not, and they they aren't in man, they're gonna still you know they're still gonna roast the kid. And, and that's what we've seen. Um, you know, I think he's got heart, but he's just you know there there are definitely some significant um, you know I guess miss. Cummings or, or whatever you want to call it, um, shortcomings as a football player because he just is not fast enough for the NFL level. I mean, doesn't mean he can't eventually, you know, maybe do some speed training, get a little bit faster, but I mean, he gets burned. And, and that's the thing. You can't even put him in. You know, that's the yeah, thing. With Ramsey, yeah. you can't. Like Ramsey, Jacoby Durant, you can uh, David Long was pretty fast, but even he still got burned. So it, it's it's not easy. Um, no, it's a tough position. No, it, it's easily the toughest position football when you're a rookie. I mean, Ramsey that, got beat by the tight end of Kansas City. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Ramsey's rookie season was very up and down. Like, that's why, like, 
when I watch Sauce Gardner on the Jets, I'm like, this is already one of the best corners in football. I mean, he's he's incredible. He is unbelievable. I don't know if you've watched him at all, but he is yeah. he's truly magnificent. I watch him week in and week out, and he just continues to get better. He's number one according to PFF. So as a rookie, PFF rates him, rates him as the number yeah. one corner in football. I mean, that's you know that, that I would not have minded to draft a guy like that. Uh, over the last couple drafts. I mean, that that would have been nice. I wouldn't mind having Baker from the Cardinals either. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he's very good safety. Plays run support well. He's got ball skills, range, very athletic. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's got the total package there that you want at safety. The only thing is he doesn't have size, but it's like who really cares about height anymore? I mean, I remember back when everyone wanted, you know, oh, well, you got uh, Brandon Browner and, and guys like that. And it's like, all right, but, you know, now we're seeing guys that are, you know, 5'9", dominate the position. I mean, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, DBs are, you know, not a dime a dozen. I mean, if you look, I mean, the majority of the league is full of those guys. And even at, there was one point where the tall receivers were not the best in the league. It was really, uh, you know, the 5'10", 5'11", guys. Now – Typically, it's six one, six two. Like that. They haven't the, found anybody to take John Johnson's place either. Uh, no, I mean, and that's why I don't think they bring back Scott because they didn't sign Johnson. And I mean, he might even be back if if they are interested because he did not have a great year. I wouldn't be really. surprised if they move on from him. I thought he played well for the Rams. No, the. Uh, the, the safety Browns. from Cleveland. Yeah, I'm saying he's. I I don't think he had the best year with the Browns. Hmm. What's the story with Henderson? Uh, well, there's a lot to it. I mean, based on what I know, is that he wasn't happy there. I was told that before anything went down. I was told he really wasn't happy in that environment. He kind of started to make it clear that he wasn't planning on resigning. Uh, even if they wanted him back, it just, uh, no, I'll blame him. I mean, they've wasted his whole career, essentially. Uh, just uh, never really put him in great positions to succeed. You know, this is a rhythm one cut back and that they never put in a rhythm. So, you know, that's just not a good recipe for success. And so I think really he just, he got tired of it. And they bent over backwards when Cam Akers uh, you know, requested a trade. And so, you know, he realized he's like, all right, well, Cam Akers is under contract next year. So they're probably going to like favor him. And that's pretty much what happened. And so, you know, um, I mean, I think they, they might have had a chance, a, a better chance of winning that game personally against the Chiefs if they had both Henderson and, and Hollins. Uh, I think, you know, they were definitely missing, you know, finishers with the pass rush. And they were definitely, you know, missing consistent, you know, carries and, only breaking it up between two guys wasn't ideal. So I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things that makes you question what the Rams are doing. They just keep getting rid of these guys, you know, for every Daryl Henderson here. And okay. Like, you know, you move on from him because he, he's in a contract here. Uh, they still have David Long and Taylor Rapp starting. So I don't know. I mean, at this point, I, I don't really know. They have to rebuild the offensive line, Jake. I, see, I don't know if I agree with that. 
Uh, that because whole the whole offense, though, Jake, the the way they want to play their quarterback, he's got to have more time. But the thing is, though, they had like unprecedented amount of injuries. I mean, I know, I agree, but it's still that has to be that has to be fixed. But like, how do you fix that? Uh, that's my question. Because this is the thing, because this is, this is my pushback for people that are saying just pick an entire offensive line in the I draft. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I, just, I said that has to be fixed. I don't no, know no, how not you, do. but I'm just saying in general my pushback about you know trying to fix the offensive line in like in off season, whether that's via the draft or, or via you know free agency. Um, first off, very expensive position. You know, um, you look over at you know the guy for. Uh, Orlando Brown is his name um, over with the Chiefs. He's going to be the hot commodity in free agency. He's going to cost you about $23 million average yeah. annual salary. Yeah. So there's just like looking at free agency, there's not a lot of great options. Um, they're probably going to have to get a lot of depth pieces, which I wouldn't mind. But as far as the starters, I expect them to kind of remain the same. Um, I don't really see them doing much because they spent $100 million this offseason. And, you know, I just think when you, you look at this year compared to other years, you're just not going to see years where your offensive line has 14 different guys starting on it. You know, I've, uh, never, I've never seen this. I've never it's seen bizarre. This. And, it, and the it thing, is. yeah, the thing that bothers me is the way I've heard like, oh, well, they didn't even try to protect Stafford. They didn't even go no, out. That's they, not true. It's not true. Um, like we're talking about, because, you know, they spent $100 million. But in addition to that, um, this is an injury-prone conversation here, because even the guys that were never hurt were getting hurt. So <laughs> it, it's it's just one of those seasons where nothing went their way. And, you know, I'm not trying to put together a whole new offensive line um, because they had some bad luck with the injuries. I mean, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to have freak injuries, even if you spend money on, you know, Orlando Brown or whoever. And I just don't think you can afford to spend a whole draft on offensive line either. And I also have to say, I don't think you can afford to spend a second round pick on a running back. And I know a lot of people want that, but I just, no, that is I not, agree. I agree with that. That is not the right no, way to there, use your resources. It's just no. not. They have to solve left tackle. Yeah, I that is that's the one question mark I have because I feel I feel decently I, I obviously I'm not like, you know, jumping for joy over the offensive line. It could be a lot better. Um, but when you look at who is on their offensive line, guys that have played meaningful games and have played at high levels in the past yeah, uh, and just, you know, couldn't stay healthy this year for whatever reason. I mean you know, first off, I think they bring back David Edwards now for a cheap deal because he's dealing with a concussion. You know, the concussion issues. That's no, we never two in a row. To come back. Yeah, so I I think they'll give him a chance. Uh, they'll get him on a cheaper deal. He'll be back, and he'll compete for a job. I don't think it's guaranteed. What the Rams learned though is that their offensive line isn't that bad either because they learned that guys like Chandler Brewer can play in this league and can play at a decent level. I mean, he had a really nice start. Wasn't that amazing what that kid yeah. did? And yeah, then he gets hurt. Unfortunately, he and gets hurt. Then he gets hurt. It's just unbelievable. So 
that's the thing is I feel like the Rams learned a lot about their their young guys, their depth, uh, that they're actually pretty deep on the offensive line. It's just when you get to 14 guys, now all of a sudden there's no such thing as depth. Do you think I mean, note, note Boom or Jackson can play left tackle in the NFL? I think both of them can. Note Boom, the question is the injuries. Uh, Jackson doesn't have an injury history like Nopum. Nopum has an injury history. So, Man, you know, they is... spent a lot of money on Nopum. So my, my guess is they probably have to trade him. Uh, that, that deal, if they want to, you know. He's got an Achilles. Base. That's an Achilles injury. Yeah, I mean, that's that's serious. I could definitely see them moving on from him. And, um, you know, I think Alaric Jackson's a guy that they're looking at, like, to be the guy. Yeah. And as long as the blood clots uh, end up coming out okay and he's, he doesn't have any severe things moving forward, then I think he will be your starter next year. I mean, maybe they, they draft, um, you know, a left tackle, but I think they got to go pass rusher in the second round. I think they need help there. And then I think you, you just you try to build off of this year. You try to use the offensive lineman you have in stock. I mean, it's not perfect, but – You've already spent $100 million, like I said. So it's one of those things where you don't really have many choices. I mean, you're not set up to draft a whole new offensive line. Nope. You're probably set up to pick up guys like maybe a Roger Saffold and have him you know, compete against maybe Edwards for the left guard spot. Um, but it's like stuff like that where you don't have a ton of room to do much more than pick up those guys because of how much you have allocated at the position. Um they have a pathway them. to create $79 million in cap space. They do. I really wanted them. When they were going after Burns, I know how badly you wanted Burns. Oh, and yeah. I, I think you were right. We need that kind of player at that position is a huge need. But I wanted, I wanted that tackle from Houston, Tenzel. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's ever really going to be available until he's a free agent. Yeah. And yet... I think they pay him. I don't see why you wouldn't, you know. Why would you let a guy like that go? I don't, I would, he was out there, you know. It, they were talking about that, you know. And uh, yeah, but I, the, thought it, that was, I thought that was a real need if they could have gotten him. But The know. NFL insiders were saying the Texans would trade him. I don't see why, Marv, because they have everything I there. I mean – you no, know, I'm not saying the Texans are stacked because they're not a great football team right now. But they have so many picks where, you know, say they draft Bryce Young in the draft and he ends up being really good, right? Mm-hmm. If Bryce Young is really good, they only spent one first-round pick and got their franchise quarterback who's really good. And they still have plenty of other picks. And they have guys like Tunsil on their roster that they can build, you know, off of. They could build around Young. They still have Mechie, who they drafted in the second round, who played with Young in college. Mechie is coming back, uh, you know, from his battle with cancer. Like, he's going to play next year. And that's a guy that they got in the second round that they really like, or the third round, whatever it was. Like, they're very high on him, and rightfully so. I think he can be an absolute stud. Um, so, you know, you have guys like that on your team. And then, you know, you have all those picks that you got from the Deshaun Watson trade. And it's like, I mean, this team is going to be really uh, scary if they play their cards right, you know? Same with Seattle. 
Seattle is a team that I said, if you remember, I was way higher on them than I was Arizona uh, coming into the season. Wow. And, um, you I know, know, I how think... Many, how many picks do they have the next couple of years? Yeah, they have a lot of picks from the, the Russell Wilson trade, which, I mean, I said at the time it was a terrible trade by Denver. Well, I just don't... I don't think Denver, you were right about that. Yeah, I, I said at the time, and I'll say it again. I just don't think Denver was ever in the same position as the Rams. I think people saw what the Rams did and looked at it as okay, we'll just do this. We'll copy them. You can't copy what they were doing. The Rams had a team in place for Stafford. Stafford carried the team at times in the season, but let's let's be honest here. Stafford also had a defense that he could rely on. Stafford also had weapons he could rely on. The Broncos don't have any proven really anything except for their defense, which is way better than we could have, you know, expected. And that was a new coach trying to put in a new system. Yeah, and, and I just don't think he's a head coach. I, I really don't. I, I think he he's very flawed. He missed a lot of in-game adjustments, timeout yeah. management. It was it, – it's bad. I mean, I just – I don't think he's it. I think – uh you know, the Broncos Evero, are in trouble. I think Evero is is the guy that should be the head coach next year. But um, you know, I, I also I gotta say this: I think Evero is a perfect example of how the minority coaching higher uh, compensation should also apply to coordinators, because the Rams essentially got screwed. They have a guy who you know they lose a big time assistant coach who they lose. He goes and becomes one of the best defensive coordinators in football, will likely be a head coach, and they get nothing for him. Right. Like, how does that – how is that fair? How is it fair that Denver's going to get something for him when they just plucked him away from the Rams? It's not I've like they said promoted that. I've him. said that for the last three years. All these offensive uh, coordinators the Rams have, they just get picked off. We don't get anything for it. Well, what's worse is – you get something for the coordinators if they become head coaches. But essentially with, with you uh, Evero, yeah. you don't get a pick because Evero was a positions coach. Well, that doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that yeah, it doesn't I have know. to be a third rounder, but if you're losing a quarterback coach and he becomes an offensive coordinator somewhere as, you know, say a minority coaching hire, I don't see how you don't get a fifth or a sixth. You know what I'm saying? You think the Rams' uh, defensive coordinator is gone? It's uh, tough because I I want him back, but I feel like somebody's going to hire him as a head coach. Yeah, yeah. that's what everybody says. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that want Raheem Morris gone, but I think he's very good, and I think he could be an even better head coach. He joined that Tampa squad you know, five, ten years ago, whatever it was, he joined that Tampa squad and they had a whole new, completely new all 22 for their starting uh, defense and offense. And he had, he had them win 10 games. I think that's, there's some stat out there. It's like the most any coach has ever won with a completely new starting lineup from defense and offense since the seventies. And I don't think he gets enough credit. And I know he doesn't because he was a scapegoat. They used him as a scapegoat. Tampa did. Um, they fired him like a year later or whatever. I, I don't know. I just 
not really a, a fan of the way Raheem Morris is treated. I don't think it's fair. I think he's a very good defensive coordinator that does not get enough credit. And it's like people forget he also won a Super Bowl. Like, you know, as great as Brandon Staley was, he didn't get over the hump the way Raheem Morris did. And by the way, Raheem Morris was forced to run Brandon Staley's defense, which he had never run before. So it just, I don't know, kind of goes to show you he has adaptability. He's got the mentality to win it all. And, I mean, you see Jalen Ramsey advocating for him. The players absolutely love a guy like that. Why wouldn't you hire that? You know? I mean, it should be him. It should be Evero. Those are the guys. I would imagine you're going to see that. I think Evero is absolutely going to get hired as a head coach, whether it's the Broncos or not. I think the Broncos are a stupid organization most of the time, so they'll probably let him go, (laughs) Um, even though their defense is – outstanding but they'll probably let him go and they'll get somebody big maybe like a sean payton which i don't necessarily agree with because like i said if they keep evero you know that defense is is really good i'm not sure if i want to break that defense up at all um but you know they go out they get sean payton evero becomes you know i think he becomes a head coach somewhere i think uh, what is it? Um, I think Raheem Morris is going to be a head coach, and honestly, I think there's a chance that Thomas uh, Thomas Brown could end up. Being yeah, a head they coach. like. Yeah, I know. I've been seeing him a lot in those articles, and those articles are being written by NFL reporters who have significant league sources. I'm not talking about Noah guy or two. I'm not even talking about like when I say like, oh yeah, this is what I'm hearing. Like these guys they know all around the league what's going on. Like everybody's talking and whatnot. Like if they're mentioning Thomas Brown, even in this type of season, I, I think he's definitely in play hundred percent, which I mean, that would net the Rams two third rounders this year and two third rounders next year. If they both were hired Brown and Raheem. So it's not all that bad. I mean, is there I, a, I is feel there like a, there's significant losses, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, there are absolutely significant losses. Losing that many coaches any given year is a significant thing. I would kind of like to see Perkins throw the ball a little bit more. Yeah, they kind of babied him at first, and I think Sean McVay definitely regretted that early on. Was like, yeah, we got to let him throw more, and – yeah, you know, I mean, let's see what he can do. Come on. But, he got into a rhythm. I mean, as soon as he got into a rhythm, I was like, oh, he's got a shot. Like, you know. Yeah. No, you got to see what – you got to see – you know, the kid could – you don't really know. Yeah. No, you yeah. don't. You, I mean, that's – you're absolutely right. You don't know. And um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I definitely liked what I saw out of him. Could it have been better? Absolutely. I'm not saying it couldn't have, but I thought he played as well as he could despite the fact that, I mean, let's be honest here, the the protection was not the best. I mean, just it wasn't. No, like, it's he, terrible. He was running for his life. I mean, I don't I don't know what you expect out of a quarterback in that true. case. Well, well, yeah. Like, now, he, now the receivers, brutal. he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have experienced receivers. So... No, it's not like he was playing with Cooper Cup. 
it's not like Cooper Cup knew exactly where to, you know, sit, find the soft spot in the zone on the defense. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, it's not like he knew that. And he he's always on the – he's the practice quarterback every week. You know, he's the other team's quarterback. Uh, he wasn't – he didn't get a lot of reps with the first team during the week. So – yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I is he the long term starter? Probably not. But it, you know, is he your backup next year? I think so. I mean, I'd move on from Wolford and probably give Perkins a shot. I mean, personally, I'm probably signing Brissett if I have the money. I think he'd be a good backup, but you know, because you don't know with with Stafford. I mean, you got to be careful with him if. All of a sudden, you know, he's having all these concussion issues and it, you know, goes into next year. You can't put your season, you know, you, your window is going to close. I don't think it's closed yet. And I could be wrong. It's not like, I, it's not a guarantee that I'm even right, but I don't think the window's closed, but it's definitely going to be closed if, you know, you can't keep Stafford. Because the worst thing that can happen to the Rams is mid season, Stafford gets hurt and they don't have a guy, right? That's the worst thing because yep. the thing is, if, you know, essentially Stafford, you know, whatever you want to say, Stafford retires and everything, they can move on from him hey, in the offseason. What about the t- if Stafford is retired, like say he retires before the season, that's actually not the worst thing that can happen because the Rams at least know what they have to do to adjust. The worst thing that can happen is Stafford gets hurt midseason and then you don't know what you're doing. Because at that point, what are you, you know, chilling with Perkins? Did you pick up Brissett? Like, what is your deal there? Because that it's going to be way harder midseason when you're, you know, you're running out of time. Do you even, do you consider trading for a legit starter at the deadline? I mean, you're running out of time with AD. The window is closing. I'm not saying it's, it's not, but I think it's still open. Does that, does that make sense? Well, the Rams have played... With golf and Stafford, they never had backup quarterbacks. Yeah, the whole time. their quarterbacks were always. They on the floor. really liked Wolford, and I think they're they're probably going to move on from after this year. I think they they really like Perkins. Do they do they love him enough to be a starter someday? Probably not. No, but they... but you don't have to be a starter. You know, I mean. Hell, I don't think Taylor Heineke's the starting quarterback in the NFL, but he's doing enough for them to be that. Stabilize the offensive line. Take time, you know, control the control the clock. The clock is totally taken away from the Rams this year. Totally. Defense is on the field way, way too long. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, that's the problem. You play the bend to a break, and then your offense is three yeah. and out, and that's yeah. just you're adding way too many way too yeah. many snaps, way too many treads on the tires. I mean, it's just. Yeah, the offense needs, it's got to be fixed. And I think it would be okay if, if you can get the, that basic group of guys we talked about on the line, and they play some time together. They, they, I think they'll be okay because four of them, four of them have played. I mean, Edwards, 
And uh, I think Sheldon can be a starter too. And, and the right tackle. They, but that has to be solid. Yeah. Everything runs off of those guys. And the kind of uh, offense that McVay runs, it's a timing offense. Those receivers, it takes a while to get that going. That quarterback doesn't have time to run that time. That's, I mean, it's true, you know, and absolutely true. I think, uh, well, we're, we're going to see a very transformative offseason. I'm really curious to see how they react to this season. Um, keep in mind, this is not a small market team, so they can spend money. You know, for obviously cap is going to be an issue. They'll have to figure things out at the moment. They're barely, I think they're barely over the cap for next year, but they can free up $35 million if they restructure Donald Ramsey, Cooper Cup, and Bobby Wagner, which I think they'll probably do. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the way that is. And I think, uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Who do they target in the draft? How do they go about the draft? They're high enough in the second round. Do they trade down and get more picks? I mean, I personally would, unless you absolutely know who you want. But I'm not forcing anything, you know, if 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 I'm the Rams and, you know, I know like, hey, this isn't somebody I absolutely am dying to, you know, pick up, then I'm trading down in the second round and I'm getting an extra third and I'm getting a fourth because, you know, you trade a fourth away for for Sony Michelle. But, you know, anyway, uh, guys, appreciate you uh, for joining. Glad we were able to do this. Um you know, it's been a, a little bit, so we'll try to get this back and rolling. Sorry for the uh, the moron earlier who called in and uh, cussed all over the place. I'll try to edit that out for those of you who listen to the podcast after the fact. So appreciate you guys supporting the show. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe if you haven't already and, you know, like the, um, you know, the, the page. And uh, you can follow me. At JK Bogan on Twitter. You can also follow along on my YouTube, Jake Allen Bogan. Later, folks. Take care. Peace.